Hi, you are so welcome to today's podcast episode where I want to talk to you about the four popular pieces of advice when it comes to your fitness and health that I'm sick and tired of hearing. You'll have to excuse me a little bit today. I have a little bit of a sore throat and I thought, you know what, there's no point in me talking about imperfect action and how important it is to me to be consistent and not do it because of a little bit of a sore throat. So I know I was chatting to you in the last couple of podcast episodes about my new mission to turn up imperfectly. Not that I'm saying I turned up perfectly before, but I'm saying that perfectionism has been really holding me back. And um, it's one of the key reasons that I haven't been as consistent as I've wanted to be in some areas of my life. And um, what's been really working for me recently is to be constantly reminding myself that it's more important to show up and do my best to help people um, and get out of my head and not overthink it and not wonder about, is this not going to be the best podcast episode in the world because X, Y, Z and just get on with the show. Um, So it's really working. If you're listening to this and you're struggling with action and you mightn't be very consistent It might be that you too struggle to show up when all your ducks aren't lined up in a row. And it's that to focus on. Training yourself to be able to show up to things, whether it's your workout or um, whatever you have going on in your life. And sometimes you can think, oh, I don't show up because I mustn't like working out or I'm lazy. And you know what? It's never any of that stuff. There's always something deeper going on. Um, So... I'm looking forward to doing this with you because, oh my God, the, the things that I have followed over the years or the things, the people that I have listened to, um, it's kind of cathartic. It's going to be nice to just get this out of our system, isn't it? Um, all the, the horrible weight loss advice and the annoying stuff that, that keeps us off focus and makes us have poor body image. Um, I've hated on my body for years and years and years and I'm making up for lost time now by really focusing on loving my body so, so much. Um, So let's get stuck in. Let's start off with the nutrition. And if you tell me, write into me, um, if the the bad advice you've been given. I must say that the one thing that really wrecks my head is, is to follow a diet plan. That seems really huge out there. Um, weight loss companies, industries and you know, trainers or whatever saying, you know, come with me, work with me and I'll give you a diet plan. That annoys me on so many levels I can't even begin to describe, but I will try and be articulate about it. <laughs> um, like following a diet plan, first off, it's making you think the problem is that you don't know what to eat or how to eat, which is absolutely crazy. But if you have somebody like a trainer or a nutritionist or somebody like this telling you that you need to follow a diet plan and you're in that vulnerable position where you feel like you've tried everything and you're sick and tired of how you feel. You're going to be in that vulnerable position to think that it is a diet plan that you need to follow. And the idea of somebody telling you what to eat for breakfast, lunch and dinner, it it just blows my mind because you're giving them all the power and you're pretty much saying, I don't know how to eat, so you tell me what to eat and I'll try and follow it. And I mean, if it was simple, if it was as simple as that, we'd all be walking around with no weight gain issues or no food issues. Our relationship with food would be absolutely brilliant. But it just does nothing for anybody's relationship with food. 
And the reason that I was overweight for so many years and that I fluctuated with my weight so much over the years isn't because nobody turned around to me and said, oh, here, look, it's because you're not following this fucking diet plan. And I've, I've like, I still find myself and I catch myself if I'm scrolling through social media and I see somebody like what I eat in a day, I'm still, you know, tempted and I don't and I, and I, and I move on quickly because it's a load of bullshit. Um, but like I was overweight and I struggled with my weight because I was eating too much food and there was reasons that I was eating too much food. It certainly wasn't because Jane Sharp, I didn't get in contact with her and she didn't tell me the diet plan that I was to eat. I mean, talk about masking what the real problem is. And I, I just, it annoys me so, so much. Um, another one that really annoys me is the whole thing around fruit. Like not, oh, fruit being full of sugar and fruit, like not having too much fruit in a day and be careful about bananas. What a load of shit. Fruit is so fucking healthy and so fucking good for you. And, you know, if I did walk around having 10 pieces of fruit every day, I'll bet you any money I won't start gaining the three stone that I used to have on me on and off, on and off, on and off. It certainly wasn't from the fruit I was eating. But Jesus Christ, you'd have people make you think that the only problem you have or one of the big problems you have is that you're snacking on bananas. It blows my mind and it infuriates me and it's just really hard not to get annoyed because, like I said, it's not that, you know, it's just we can get into vulnerable positions when we're sick and tired of something, when our weight is getting us down, when we feel not in control of our bodies, when you're going through the menopause, and, like, you listen to these people. You listen to them because you just want the problem fixed. And you're thinking, okay, well, look, fuck it. If, if, if he said that, if she said that, maybe I'll give that a go. But I'm here to tell you it's a load of bullshit. If you're eating healthy and you're hoofing the bananas into you, you're good. And if you're listening to this and you're overweight and you're eating fruit, it's not the fruit that's the problem. Another thing that wrecks my head when it comes to the food is that, you know, everyone is recommended, a lot of people are recommended in, 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 in these weight loss things to look at the backs of, of packets of food. That wrecks my head too, because it is so detailed and you don't need that level of detail because you're not an athlete and the people in the weight loss industry or the people that are like are saying as a, as a, as an action step to read the backs of packets when you go shopping because you're trying to lose weight they're they're i know they're doing it to make money but they're making you think that you need to get as detailed as that to be in really great shape and to lose weight and to feel good in your clothes and you don't like it's different if you're an athlete and you're you're training for the Olympics. I get that, you know, and you want to make sure every single thing in your body is absolutely pure or or whatever it is if you've got a sickness or or some kind of condition. Jesus, I get that and I want to make it really clear now. I'm just talking to you um to women, women over 40 who want to lose weight and feel really good in their clothes. You don't need to be walking around a supermarket checking the backs of packets of soup 
or checking the backs of packets for the amount of like sugar or grams or grams of sugar or things like that because it's not the jar in your spaghetti bolognese that's going to make you overweight it's not the Avonmore soup the little bit of cream that's in there that's going to make you overweight I promise you if you follow a couple of key action steps you'll get into really great shape and you can have as much Avonmore soup or like jarred supermarket stuff for bolognese as you want um and you know you can go to my website jessicacook.ie forward slash unleash for my free guide on five steps to unleashing your fitness and calm and those five steps are super clear on the areas that you need to focus on and they certainly don't mention checking food labels in supermarkets and I want to be really clear here that I am really talking about weight loss, that it's different if you're listening to this and you've got a condition or, you know, you're diabetic. I understand all that, okay? I understand all that. I'm just saying that there's no need for the detail if you're just looking to lose weight and feel good in your clothes. It's just keeping your focus, <clears throat> your focus on the wrong things, your focus on the things that you don't need to be focused on. But some people would make you think that if you're not focused on this sort of stuff, you're going to gain weight or it's the reason why you're overweight and that's just not simply true at all um another one that absolutely wrecks my head this thing about eating slowly and chewing your food slowly yes of course that would be a good idea <laughs> but for fuck's sake eating your food chewing your fucking food slowly isn't going to help you Oh, look, lose weight. And you could argue with, with this with me as much as you want, that technically speaking, if you had a dinner in front of you... No, I don't... I, I can't. I, I can't even half agree with it. You're not going to lose... I, I just don't think people should be walking around telling people who are struggling with their weight that one of the reasons why they're overweight is because they're, they're eating their food too fast. That's not true. We're eating too much food. We're comfort eating on the couch at night. We're overeating at the weekends. We know the crack. We're having bigger portions at dinner. I, I could say this with my eyes closed. I fluctuated with my weight nearly all of my adult life. And I only, I only got there. I only healed my relationship with food about a year ago. And it certainly wasn't from eating slowly. I tell you that. And I just think, stop catching people in vulnerable positions and telling them, you know what? I see you. You're eating your dinner too fast. You know what? That, that's the reason you're overweight. Load of bullshit. Yes, okay. We're all eating too fast. Who cares? It's all right. Next up. Batch cook and prep. Great. Great if people want to spend their Sundays having a massive batch cook days. But don't make people feel that if they're not batch cooking, it's the reason that they're overweight. And have it as some kind of a dangled carrot over their head that if you buy all the Tupperware and all the stuff and on a Sunday you spend like four hours cooking and freezing and chopping and cutting for the week that you somehow are in a better position to lose weight and that's not true the person that heals their relationship with food and starts to eat less shite and eat more healthy and heals their relationship with food, heals their, what they're doing. For me, it was always comfort eating when I got stressed and anxious and massive dinner portions. Um, 
when the person heals that side of things, they'll lose weight. Not because they're batch cooking on a Sunday. I hate batch cooking. I don't do it myself. I like to go to the shops on a Thursday, buy my food for the week ahead, and then I just eat what's in the house on that day. The easiest thing for me to have is uh, baby potatoes, a bit of veg, and then a bit of protein like fish or chicken, whatever it is. And, you know, if I get stuck, I get stuck. But if I get stuck, that's not the reason why I'm overweight. I'm overweight because I'm eating shit in the couch at night. So go easy on yourself with thinking you need to be some crazy ass in the kitchen. You know, and go easy on yourself thinking that you need to be doing all these recipes every day. No, you don't. Have veg and potatoes and a bit of protein for your dinner for the rest of your life if you wanted to. Jesus. And people telling you that you need to mix up and change it up the whole time. I've been having porridge every day now for about a year. Who gives a shit? Fuck. Okay. <clears throat> so that's kind of the food side of things done. I wanted to kind of put that in one big bad advice pit. And I want to come back to calorie counting actually when I'm talking about counting and tracking. So that's nutrition. Now, the second popular area of fitness advice that I'm sick and tired of hearing is when it comes to our bodies and how we measure our weight loss. Now, first up, weighing yourself is a load of bollocks and it still blows my mind to this day <clears throat> that there's trainers and people and companies out there that are encouraging you to measure yourself by the weighing scales. And it's just absolutely crazy. And I want to say to you now that when you lift weights, which ideally if you're listening to this and you're a woman over 40, I have finally brainwashed you <laughs> into lifting weights. Because you know when you lift weights, when you do resistance training, that's going to get you really fit and you're going to build in muscle and you're going to burn fat at rest. Um, so, so when you're exercising correctly to lose weight, you are going to lose weight and you are going to gain lean muscle. So it's really terrific. You're not going to turn your fat into muscle and be walking around like this overweight person. You're going to lose the fat, gain lovely lean muscle, which is what keeps your metabolism high and gets you fit and healthy. So how the heck are you supposed to see that on the weighing scales? How are you supposed to see on the weighing scales that just weighs you? How is the weighing scale supposed to tell you that, oh yes, Jessica, you've lost fat, but you've gained lean muscle. So eh, eh, you don't, you've, you've lost no weight. What? I've lost no weight, but I've been lifting weights and walking for a month now and I've been really healthy with my food. Nope says the weighing scales, you've lost no weight, you're shit, you're stupid, you're thick. Okay, so fuck this, nothing I'm doing is working, so I'm going to not bother working out, I'm not going to bother lifting weights, and I'm going to eat a heap load of food all weekend, this isn't working, it's a load of bullshit, sure I may as well just have not even started. <clears throat> Should that's such a common thing for so many people to do, I hear it the whole time, it's not their fault. People are catching people in these vulnerable positions. And from childhood, maybe early teens, we're told all about weight. And we're still, we're in that society where, you know, the women with the circles and the magazines and the arrow that said somebody was seven stone. Seven stone, like that's about the weight of my leg. 
and I remember thinking myself back then like oh my god I'm absolute heifer that I'm not like close to nine stone or eight stone like it's it's just absolutely crazy and then when you get older and you start to, to exercise correctly and do really good action steps and you don't see any movement on the scales you assume that your action steps are wrong I don't understand why nobody tells you that you're replacing weight with lean muscle and you're not going to see it on the weighing scales. I don't know why anybody doesn't tell us that your weight mightn't go down, but your body fat percentage will. And just remember that the weighing scales weighs you. It doesn't take into account that you've got water retention or that your body fat is low. It's all about weight gain, body fat, overweight, stomach being not feeling good in your in your jeans. Fat, actual fat, not weight, fat. It doesn't fucking matter what we weigh. And we need to stop tying our worth into what we weigh. And we need to stop using the weighing scales as a measuring tool because it's really, really demotivating and it's putting a lot of people off actually doing really healthy action steps. And it really wrecks my head. And if you're listening to this now and you're weighing yourself and you feel bad consistently about your weight, then it is time to throw out those weighing scales and just focus on your action steps. If you're unsure where to start, you can go and get my free guide, Five Steps to Unleashing Your Fitness and Calm, by heading on over to jessicacook.ie forward slash unleash. Next thing, the measuring tape and calipers. The measuring tape and calipers is just reaffirming your hatred of your body. You're picking a body part, you're putting a measuring tape around it, and you're going, no, no not happy with that number. You know, it sounds like we're cattle. It sounds like there's a farmer going out to a field and picking up a cow's like, what would you do if you saw that happen? If you saw, just try to imagine your best friend, right? Try to imagine walking into a room and seeing your best friend with a trainer. And the trainer is putting a measuring tape around different body parts. Imagine how you'd feel, that, that initial just reaction. Not when he or she's explained it, just that initial reaction when you walk in the door. Would a part of you feel a little bit bad for her? I know I would. And I must say, when I used to have a gym, that's exactly what we used to do. And I used to, like, praise myself that we were a gym that didn't weigh women and we used measuring tape. Jesus Christ, what was I thinking? Oh, I'm an absolute legend that I don't weigh my clients, but come on over here and I'll get a measuring tape on you. You know, now what I do um, with my clients and, and with myself, it's, it's all about how you feel in your clothes. It's all about how you feel in your clothes. Whether that's you're a healthy 16 or a healthy 14 or a 12 or whatever size you are. What, and, and we all know as women, we all know as women our healthy size. We all know when we've gained and it's getting a bit difficult to fit into the jeans. And we all know when we've lost a bit of weight, when we start to feel good in our clothes again. And in my opinion, the holy grail of 
the whole weight issue is when you go through life not having to buy bigger sizes or buy smaller sizes, that you've healed your relationship with food so much that your one pair of jeans pretty much fits you as you go through life. You'll come back from your holidays, they'll be tight. You might get back in track with your action steps, they'll feel a little bit nicer. But you've, you've kind of picked your, your jean size. You, you go like, right, okay, I know I'm healthy when I'm a size 14. And you, you, you end up kind of staying there. You end up staying at that size 14 because you've healed your relationship with food. And like I mentioned, you'll fluctuate because fluctuation is, is part of life and really, really healthy, especially if you like to go on holidays and your, your food habits change. Um, and, you know, you'll stop exercising. That, that's all really normal, but you'll still kind of fit into the genes almost. And, and that's all good. Um, but that's that's how I think it's uh, it's good to, to go about it now. And if you're working from home, I recommend you ditch the leggings because it's really easy to gain weight. And uh, I went through a phase there where I was wearing leggings the whole time at work in COVID. I was walking around thinking I was the bee's knees in me clothes. <laughs> yeah, you know, they fit well. I am as trim as hell. Look at me, legend. I'm just speaking to myself, by the way. I wasn't thinking anybody to look at me. And then I'd get my jeans on on a Friday and go, oh my God, Jesus, they're getting tight. <laughs> so just be careful with leggings. Like they, they give you this warped sense. They kind of leave you focused on your feelings. Like I'm feeling trim today. I'm feeling slim today. Whereas jeans give you facts. Leggings give you feelings. Jeans give you facts. Um... So where was I? Taking before and after photographs. I can't bear it. You know, and there's a few trainers and coaches out there that I really admire that I see uh, still using before and after photographs. I think we need to move on from the before and after pics. We think, I think we need to move on from seeing people with their t-shirt lifted up, showing off their stomach and then showing off how disgusting and disgraceful they were three months later. I just don't think it's good for our mental health and I don't think it's good for whatever subconscious messages we're telling ourselves like there you were bad now you're good there you weren't accepted into society now you are there you're 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 really disgusting to look at here we can accept you you're part of being nice to look at now I mean fuck that load of bullshit really no, and I don't admire anybody anymore. I, I, I don't look at a, an after photograph. They pop up on my social media the odd time and go, oh, wow, she looks great. I don't, because she looked great in the before photographs. And I have compassion and I feel kind and, what's the word? I feel uh, protective over People that are in vulnerable situations, that are eating too much, because mostly speaking, it's through the fact that they're going through the menopause and they don't know what type of exercise to do to get the weight down again, or because they've gone through some stuff and they're eating more than normal. So fuck off with the before and after photographs away from our social media feeds. Um, okay. The last one I want to talk about, yeah, oh no, so it's number three. So uh, counting and tracking. Oh my God, wrecks my head so much. 
recommended that you're, 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 you're to count your calories, load of bollocks, counting calories. And, you know, I've 14 years experience of coaching women and so many women, when, when they start with me, they talked about how they would have counted calories or been advised to count calories. The problem with counting calories while not healing the relationship you have with your food is that you'll start to look at the back and count the calories of chocolate bars or crisps or have you ever I used to do this all the time like get really stressed out in the nighttime have a packet of biscuits eat them but then check the back of the packet to like get a hammer on your head and smash it down on your head three times what's with that what is with that Joe used to kill me for that he's like have them but don't have them and then literally start to hate on yourself. I mean, there's a whole new level of hating on yourself when you check the back and you're multiplying like, oh, 100 calories per biscuit. I've had 12, 100 multiplied by 12. Oh my God. And you just feel like shooting yourself. You don't need to check calories. You do not need to check calories. You don't need to know how many calories are in a banana or are in porridge. Focus on healthy eating. Get rid of the obsessive counting and checking. I swear to you, you don't need it. I am in good shape. I have proved and tested everything that I'm saying on hundreds of women that I've coached that focusing on healing your relationship with food, focusing on a couple of key action steps when it comes to your food with the right type of exercise, self-care, water, you get really into really, really good shape. And it's most certainly not through thinking that you need to count calories. But this stuff has been shoved down our throats for years. Counting your steps is another thing that I can't bear. Because rather than say, okay, for 30 minutes, three times a week, I am going to build lean muscle, get a high metabolism, improve my bone health, get really strong, get really fit, feel really good in my clothes and feel amazing. No, I'm not going to do that three times for 30 minutes a week. I am going to spend all day, every day, focusing on how many steps I'm getting. So from the second I walk up, wake up, to the second I get to bed, it's all about movement. No mental health break. No, no break all day. It's literally check the watch, how many steps, how many steps. Jesus Christ, I couldn't live like that. And I never actually have done that, ever. I th Actually, no, I think I attempted it for one day. No joke, one day. And I just went, how the fuck does anybody do this? Like, have it so that when your workout's done and it's so effective that you don't have to be thinking about movement then for the rest of the day. Um, and you don't need to work out for 30 minutes, seven days a week. 30 minutes, three times a week, lifting weights and then a couple of walks. And honestly, forget the steps. I think that's really bad. Really, really bad for your mental health. Um, tracking your food. Again, I used to do this with, with, with uh, members back in the gym. You know, track your food. You don't need to track your food. You need to heal your relationship with food. Can I can ask you now, why are you overweight? Uh, the answer it won't be because you're not tracking your food. So if the answer isn't, I'm not tracking, it's because I'm not tracking your food. Then by tracking your food, you're distracting yourself 
from focusing on the real problem that's going on. Tracking your food as much as you think it will is not going to long-term help stop you eat biscuits or whatever after dinner. Honestly, it, it might work for a couple of weeks because the motivation's high and then you'll stop and you'll look back on the time that you tracked as, oh, well, that's why it was working and then I stopped tracking. But no, it's because nothing was fixed. Your relationship with your food wasn't fixed. Tracking just kept you motivated for a couple of weeks. But tracking doesn't really work. I mean, we're not thick. We don't need a trainer to tell us that if we track our food, we'll lose weight. No, if we eat less food and we do the right type of exercise, we'll lose weight. So just be careful that if you're tracking, that you're tracking for the right reasons. But I just can't see myself how tracking food long-term fixes the reason why you're overweight. Um, so next thing, the grams, counting grams, load of bollocks. Jesus Christ, we're not athletes. Uh, that blows my mind. You know, how many grams of protein should I be having with my lunch? Are you having me on? You don't need to know how many grams of... You know, you're not in the Olympics, but of course, you've been told this and you've probably be seen it on Instagram or whatever to count the grams of protein you have. You don't need to know that stuff. You could have porridge for breakfast and, you know, a bit of chicken in your sandwich at lunch. Let's just say you had a chicken sandwich. A brown bread chicken sandwich. How healthy would that be? That'd be great, okay? Did you need to know the amount of grams in, in, the, in the chicken that you're having? You certainly do not know. Are you going to stick like 15 slices of chicken on your, on your, on your sandwich? Are you going to stick half a slice of chicken in your sandwich? No, we've got fucking common sense. We're not going to fucking do that. We're going to probably put two slices of chicken in our sandwich. Do we fucking need to know the grams of protein in that chicken? No, no, we don't. And it's just distracting us from the reasons why we're overeating. So next up is to do with the exercise. Blows my mind. This focusing in on an area like get toned arms, do bicep curls, like get a big booty, small booty, whatever, boom, uh, you know, do squats. I think it's really bad for our self-image to zone in on body parts. I think we really need to, as women, um, come to terms with our bodies and love them and love each and every part of our body. Um, love it so much. And I feel that when you go down the rabbit hole of looking at yourself and picking out parts and trying to tone up certain areas, you're losing. You're losing the battle. And I'm not so sure with you which battle it is that you're losing because it's different for everyone, but I want you to know you're losing. If you are looking for exercises to tone up your legs, your hips or your stomach or your shoulders, I want you to say to yourself, I am going down a negative rabbit hole and I'm losing the war on my body image.
if you could view your body as a wonderful vehicle that isn't going to be around forever and that's been hated on for a long time and you were to follow a workout program that worked your whole body in 30 minutes and you build lean muscle and you burn fat and you felt amazing in your clothes then leave your individual body parts alone you're just bullying them and you're being a bully to your body part and I understand as women that you know our stomachs can really bother us because we're women hormone fluctuations the menopause having kids all these different sorts of things can lead to our stomachs feeling like they're out of control or, or they're you know they're they're not a part of us <laughs> um I get it I get it I I I work out on camera I I I get it I really do get the the self-loathing the self-hatred the picking out the body parts I get it I have had a lot of healing to do over the years uh specifically over the past year to come to terms with with how horrible I've been to myself and I love myself so much now so much that I even went and bought up thermals in Marks and Spencers and those thermals to me mean so much they're not just thermals they are a sign a symbol of my love to myself that I love myself that much I love my body that much that I will put on something soft and expensive as an underlayer to show myself how much I love myself I really do love my body now and I've had 20 years of hatred to my body and I just love it and I want you to love yours and when you focus on your healthy action steps and you do genuinely give up focusing on different body parts and focusing on the weighing scales and the measuring tape and all that and you just you come to terms with who you are when you're healthy sure that's it's just the biggest gift you can give yourself and it's never too late if you're listening to this and you're in your 60s 70s it's never too late never too late to start to turn around and love yourself maybe you too will go to marks and spencers and maybe you have it already i wouldn't have given myself the respect or the love to have gone and done that and honestly it makes me smile when i when i look at those thermals just long sleeved little kind of scallop design on the on the on the round neck and i just i just love them they make me smile so much um next up is doing aerobics um for 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 getting into shape um like aerobics zumba and the gym machines um this this advice doesn't wreck my head so much because it's really important to have fun with your fitness um but to be told as a woman over 40 to do that and and you'll get into shape is just going to prolong your pain of not being in shape and then you're going to start to think that, well, it can't be my workouts because I sweat in Zumba a few times a week or I sweat in aerobics. So it can't be that. It must be X, Y, Z. And yet it can be that because we're just we're just losing our lean muscle as each decade passes. And that kind of starts to happen from the age of 30. And when you don't have much lean muscle on your body, you just stop burning a lot of fat at rest. You just don't burn much fat at rest and your metabolism gets low. So more Zumba, more aerobics, more uh, treadmills, more cross trainers. Just try to think when you're working out, is this putting resistance on my muscles? And sweat isn't a sign of that. The only thing that will give you resistance on your muscles is lifting weights, Pilates, yoga can be great resistance. There's loads of things that, that put resistance on your body. It's not aerobics. It's not car. It's not walking. 
it's not Zumba, it's not um, the cross trainer, it's not the treadmill. So if you're a woman who's looking to actually get results and you're not just doing it for enjoyment, which if you are, that's deadly, I love that, then stop doing it and start to do resistance training for 30 minutes, three times a week, and then come back to me and go, Jeski legend, thank you. <laughs> um, that's it. That's it, rant over. So I enjoyed going through those things with you. If you have anything to add, I want to hear from you. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Recently, I've been starting to get more comments about my podcast. And sure, I'm only delighted and it makes me want to do more and it gets me really excited before I shoot an episode now because I'm thinking, oh, there's people, you're listening. You're listening, which feels really cool. <laughs> um, so what I mentioned today, jessicacook.ie forward slash unleash. You can go there and uh, grab my free guide, uh, five steps to unleashing your fitness and calm. Thank you as always for listening. If you had the time, I'd love you to leave me a review. All my love. Bye.